Welcome to FranPath Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are FranPath Consulting. Hey, Britt. Hey, Sam. How are you? Cannot believe it's the end of the year. That's how I am. I, I feel like I still think we're in 2020. <laughs> so I know. I feel like this year went by pretty fast, but it's been a really good year, so I can't complain. No, absolutely. Lots of lessons, lots of great things. Really excited for 2022. Going to hold my breath and not say anything like it's our year. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. I feel like I learned a lot this year. You know, we talk to people that are entrepreneurs or want to become entrepreneurs all day long, but we're entrepreneurs ourselves. And there's a lot of learnings that come with that. So I think we learned quite a bit this year. Anything that you've taken away as something you learned or as you reflect on 2021? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was just being good people and holding your integrity level high really does come back in spades. And I think we experienced that so many times, um, you know, with the launch of FranPath Consulting, just people that had no reason to want to help us or had no personal benefit at all really pulled through and, and helped us make connections that we needed to make and, you know, brought referrals of, of people that trusted them. So I just – to me, I think it was really a testament to, you know, your character, my character, and, and really just the relationships that we've built and how genuine they truly are. I think a lot of folks were willing to give us advice that we didn't anticipate, you know, what it's like to be a consultant. We got a lot of great advice this year and a lot of great friendship. So it was really appreciated. Yes, I totally agree. What about you? What, a, what have you learned? You know, I've learned a few things this year and a big one that stuck out for me, you hear people say you need to be willing to invest in your business. You have to spend money to make money. We hear that a lot. And sometimes I think it's easier said than done. And I think we were reminded time and time again how important that is. Investing in experts. You know, we're not everything. We're we're a really good partnership because we have a lot of complementary skill sets, but we don't know everything. So I think investing in good people and good partnerships has really helped us move our business forward. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I'll share an anecdote very quickly because, you know, I, I've been trying to wear a black turtleneck at least twice a week to just channel Steve Jobs because what Brittany and I found out, though we prepared tremendously to go into partnership together, and we thought that we really were this amazing balanced partnership, turns <laughs> out neither of us is qualified to choose a CRM and or do anything <laughs> technology-based. So – I do think we keep joking. We're like the ghost of Steve Jobs is definitely haunting us because every time something happens, but I think it goes back to your point of really just choosing experts and, and, and spending the money where it's necessary because anywhere that we felt like we did not go with the best or we cut a corner, we were quickly slapped in the face by having to now spend more money <laughs> employing the best. Yes. Yep. I think that's a really honest and genuine answer and looking forward to taking those learnings and learning even more, I'm sure, through the next year. 
Absolutely. And someone that we are really, really looking forward to spending more time with in the next year and have have gotten to know during our franchise development career and all of our time in franchising is Director of Development for Repham Group, Storm Miller. He is now representing the Forever Young brand, which is absolutely tremendous and is on a run right now in franchising. So welcome, Storm. Thank you guys for having me. As always, a pleasure to see the both of you. So great to see you too. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, I would just love to hear a little bit about how you got into franchising, the story, who you are, how you ended up in the seat that you're sitting in today. So it is an interesting story. I think most people in franchising have interesting stories as to how they've arrived here, because I feel like almost nobody ends up in our industry on purpose. Uh, But I was exposed to franchising uh, when I left a job uh, to uh, take a new position uh, on the financing end of of the franchise industry. I, I worked uh, with a company called Benetrends Financial uh, for about five years. I spent the last two and a half years over there uh, running um, the team of financing consultants. Uh, and we would finance uh, franchises. We worked with about 1,200 brands, but we would finance startups, acquisitions, and franchises uh, all over North America. Uh, so uh, I was exposed to the world of franchising after taking that position. Prior to that, uh, really, I was in wealth management. Um, and, and more finance uh, type roles, uh, but was exposed uh, to everything that is franchising after taking that role. Uh, and I was there for about five years and about two years ago, decided to make the jump uh, over to the franchise development side. Uh, you know, I, I found that I had a little bit more of a passion for speaking with our candidates about what it is that interested them in franchising and why they were buying businesses. Uh, and it's been kind of a seamless fit uh, over the course of the last two years. I think it is a seamless fit for you. You know, I always say you're one of, one of my first friends in franchising. You know, you and, I, you and I started in this business at a pretty young age and and we met early on. And I think um, you offered me a ride to the airport and I'll never forget that. Never since you've been one of my early franchise friends. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're so relational. And so I think being on the development side is a really great fit for you. And you have a a great knowledge of funding. And I think that can help throughout the franchise process. Sam mentioned that you work for Repum Group and we've had some of the Repum team on previously, but I'd love if you just take a minute to tell us a little bit about Repum for anyone that didn't hear that episode. Sure. Sure. So I think you guys had uh, some of the other partners on if, if you had had Nick or Rob on uh, your podcast and I'm sure um, they relayed a, a whole wealth of, of knowledge. Uh, but Repum Group is a full-service franchise uh, consulting company. Uh, we do not just sell franchises. We partner uh, with every single one of the brands that uh, we work with, and then we support them in their own growth by plugging into a few key areas of their business, right? And, and our motto is to grow with confidence, and this is how we do that. But where we plug in is in the branding and marketing efforts. Uh, it is also in franchise sales and, and development. That's uh, the side of the business that I represent. But it's also real estate and construction management, as well as franchise operations and support. So we call those four divisions uh, of our organization 
brand them, grow them, build them, and scale them, right? That is what we do. Uh, a lot of the people that are a part of, of the Repum group uh, come from very large, very mature franchise systems and have kind of a unique vantage point on what it takes to grow a system uh, successfully and, and to grow a system to five, six, 700 locations. And really what we're doing with the brands that we work with are helping them implement systems and processes early on that will lessen uh, the growing pains that brands experience as they grow from five units to 50 to 500 and beyond. That's great. I love this business model. You know, it is pretty unique. Not a lot of, uh, they use the term franchise sales organizations, not a lot of franchise sales organizations offer those multiple segments to support franchisees. And like Sam and I said earlier, there's a lot of, of uh, learning experience, if you will, growing pains mm -hmm. when you launch a business. So I really love that piece. You know, when Sam made the introduction, she mentioned that you're working with Forever Young. So I'd really love to focus on that. Now, tell us a little bit more about what is Forever Young. Uh, so Forever Young is a kind of a unique business. Uh, we really feel that what we've created here is one of a kind. Uh, we call ourselves an anti-aging facility. Um, and, you know, really the focus when we first uh, built this brand was bridging the gaps between preventative health and wellness and aesthetics. Uh, what our founders, uh, two gentlemen named Dennis and Carlton, had found in the industry was that it was very fragmented uh, and that there was not a place that they could go. There was not a one-stop shop out there in the market that they could go to receive uh, their IV drips and their vitamin shots uh, and at the same time potentially go there for a facial or maybe Botox or dermal fillers, uh, nor uh, could they find a facility that also offered hormone and, and testosterone replacement, right? So they built Forever Young uh, out of really the need for somebody to bridge those gaps. Uh, and really the way that we view ourselves is, is kind of a full service anti-aging facility. Um, the three segments that we feel that we've really bridged are the performance services, the aesthetic services, and then what we call the vitality segment of the business. Uh, and when I talk about performance services, it's some of the things that I've already mentioned, right? So we offer the IV drips and the vitamin shots, the vitamin therapy, nutritional coaching, ED treatment. We have our own private labeled line of supplements, right? Uh, and those are things that are very difficult to find at a med spa and are very difficult to find at a low T center. But then we also compete directly with the med spas because we started the business in South Florida. Uh, so the aesthetic segment is a huge component to our business, right? So we inject dermal fillers, we inject uh, Botox, uh, we offer the medical grade facials through the hydrofacial and skin pen technologies. Uh, we do everything from body and cool sculpting uh, to sclerotherapy, uh, chemical peels. If you can think of an aesthetic service, more than likely we offer it. There's an entire sushi menu there. And then the third arm of the business is what we call the vitality segment. But really what we're focused on there is hormone balancing, right? So we offer hormone and testosterone replacement therapy. We offer that through infusions. Uh, we offer the pellet and we offer the cream for those that are looking for a topical application. 
so a very diverse business. Um, it was a business that started in South Florida. Uh, so for anybody that listens to this that is in South Florida, you may have seen our locations already. Uh, but really what we've seen this year is a little bit more of a national franchise expansion. And, and we're pretty excited uh, for some of the markets we're going to be opening in in 2022. That is really the full sushi menu as a consumer of some of those services, which I, I'm not going to discuss which ones on the on this today. <laughs> but I think it, it's surprising how many people are indulging in that menu. You know, I, I do think men and women and people from all walks of life. The question that I'm sure you get is there's competitors out there. You know, sure. there's med spas, there's dermatologists, there's hormone clinics. How do you answer that? And where do you find the niche when candidates are asking those things? So what I would say to that is we have a lot of relative competition. We have almost zero direct competition in the marketplace, right? Purely through the, the product and service offerings that our customers have access to in our clinics, they're really not going to find another forever young out there in their market. Uh, but I would also say that one of our biggest differentiators is customer experience, right? We do not look, we do not feel, we do not smell, we do not sound anything like a medical practice. Uh, and for us, that has been a huge differentiator. When you walk through our front doors, uh, you do not feel like you were standing in a doctor's office. And what do we know about people in doctor's offices? People don't particularly like going to doctor's offices. We don't have to deal with any of the negative connotations that people have with going to receive these services in a doctor's office. And for us, we pay such close attention to all of the smallest little things in our business, right? And I know you guys might not know this yet because I don't know that you've stepped in any of our clinics, but I will tell you right now, one of the first things that you'll notice when you walk through our front doors is the smell. It's the scent. We, it smells nice, right? It is inviting. It is welcoming. We don't smell stale. We don't smell, smell sterile. We don't smell like bleach. Uh, we don't smell anything like uh, what people typically experience uh, in uh, medical settings, in medical environments. Uh, and it's also a fun place, not just for people to come and receive these services. It's a fun place for our employees to work in, right? We've got some music going in the office. Uh, it is a fun, it is a, an exciting environment to be in. Uh, it is high paced. It is high volume. Um, and really, it's, it's an experience, right? Not just in some of the things that we are doing and how they can impact the lives of our clients, but it is an entirely different experience within our phone calls. I love that. I think when you have a business, you have to make sure that you're taking good care of your employees because in turn, that's how they take care of their customers, right? Customer service is everything for your retention and the customer satisfaction. One thing that we haven't talked about yet that you shared with me previously, Storm, that I think is really cool is talking about the pricing model a little bit. You know, Sam said, I won't name which services I do. I'll take I'll take this one. You know, I use Botox. I use fillers. But I would love to have you talk a little bit more about the pricing around that piece. And this is from a consumer perspective, right? Correct. So, yep, exactly. Yes. So uh, what we feel that we have been able to do uh, and we've done this very well, is we have taken products and services that once upon a time used to be looked at as very exclusive, right? And especially from a price perspective. And we have brought that down 
a little bit. And that is done through volume purchasing. And it is also done through the membership model within our clinics, right? And I know that sounds ridiculous, right? Because right now we do only have eight locations that are open, right? Um, and, you know, we've got 50 licenses uh, awarded, right? So we have a number of others that are in development. We have a number that are slated to, slated to open uh, in Q1 of, of 2022, but we only have eight locations that are open. And I think this speaks to how fragmented the marketplace is because we are truly able to buy at scale. Now, I'm going to give you an example of that. Um, Allergan uh, is the name of the company that manufactures Botox and Juvederm. Those are two of the most popular injectables out there on the marketplace. Uh, and Allergan sells those products to over 19,000 unique customers, right? Our ranking with Allergan right? And this is just amongst the eight clinics that we have open. And some of those just opened this year. In terms of volume purchasing, our ranking with Allergan right now is 117 out of 19,000 plus consumers of those products. We are already a top 1% consumer of Botox and Juvederm on the planet. And we have only eight locations that are open right now. Right. So we will continue uh, to grow the system. We will continue to buy at scale. And what that means for the consumer is that if we want to, we can offer things like Botox at a cost that is only eight dollars per unit. And that is still profitable for us. Right. We have brought these products and services uh, to a market that hasn't really been able to obtain these things from a pricing perspective or did not know that these options were even out there in the first place. We have done that uh, through volume purchasing. That is something that we make available to the members of our uh, clinics. And if you want me to, um, I'm happy to kind of dive into that uh, as an aside, the fact that we offer memberships. I would love to hear about the memberships because I yeah. think reoccurring revenue models, we hear it again and again and again on calls. So yes, indulge us, please. Yeah, especially with uh, you know retail concepts, the membership model is where it's at, right? So uh, we didn't want to overcomplicate this process, but there are effectively two different memberships that we offer. And I actually love the names of them. Uh, one is called Look Your Best. And the other one is called Feel Your Best, right? So we have two different membership packages for customers that are focused on health and wellness. And then we have another one that is focused uh, or, or that is available for those that are focused more on their image, more on their aesthetic. And when our customers are paying us a monthly membership fee, they get access to one of the services in that membership package each and every single month, right? Um, and then any additional service that they decide to bolt on to that, we will discount the price of those services by anywhere from 10 to 30% off of whatever the book price is. So what we have done is we have set ourselves up on a volume discount purchasing model through the different membership packages that we offer. Um, so that is how we set the franchisees up to do some really easy upselling and cross-selling in the clinics. But I'll also say that the memberships do something else that's really important in our business, and it's that they pull our customers back within our four walls on a regular basis, right? And for a retail concept, uh, that is really important because the more often we pull our customers through the front door, the more opportunities we have to upsell and cross-sell them on multiple services and increase that average ticket price of our customers. 
That is awesome. I mean, for me as a buyer and of these types of services, when you said $8, you didn't have to say anything else. <laughs> and, and I'm not living in Beverly Hills. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And $8 is a great deal. So I think from a competition standpoint, having that much leeway to drop prices to get people through the front door and sign up for those memberships, keep them coming back, that's got to be huge. So you said that you have awarded about 50 franchises this year. What do those candidates look like when you are looking for that perfect franchisee or in quotations, perfect franchisee, what did these franchisees have in common? So I think the way I want to address that question is by telling you who our franchisee does not have to be, right? Because a lot of our franchisees uh, or a lot of our candidates think that they need to have some type of medical background to get into this business. And that is just not the case. Uh, Neither of our founders came from a medical background. They treated this like a business because that was the only way they knew how to treat this. Uh, And that has led to the level of success that they've experienced down there uh, in Boca Raton. Almost none of our franchisees have a medical background. I want to say that within the system right now, we probably have like 24 to maybe 25 unique franchise partner groups, two of them have a medical background. Um, If I had to point out things that we felt were were a common thread shared amongst almost all of our franchisees, one, this is a lifestyle business. So if you are a consumer of these services, this could be a brand for you because you understand the lifestyle, you understand the consumer for a lot of these products and services because they are you, right? And then the other thing that I'll say is, Almost every single one of our franchisees either already owns another business, has owned and sold another business, or already owns another franchise, right? Which is really unique, I think, to our brand. Um, And I can only speak to this a little bit from my time in financing. I never worked with a whole lot of emerging brands that while they were just starting to grow right out of the gate, would attract interest from existing franchisees of other systems. And that has not been the case uh, with our brand. A lot of our franchisees right now, as a matter of fact, uh, two of the introductory calls uh, that I gave today uh, were to candidates that already own other franchise concepts. Um, So if you live this lifestyle, if you are looking for a way to diversify uh, your portfolio and looking for a way into the health and wellness space, and maybe fitness isn't right for you, but fitness is something you believe in, this is a brand you might want to consider. I think it is unique that it's a more emerging brand that you're attracting so many people that are experienced entrepreneurs and multi-unit franchisees. I think some of that has to be the support that you guys have in place. It sounds like you have a really solid leadership team with inside of Forever Young, Mm -hmm. in addition to the support from the Repum team. And you've shared lots of differentiators about the business model and the services today. But is there anything else that you think is really drawing those high caliber investors into this business model that we haven't hit on? Uh, Yes, Uh, I think, you know, we exist uh, and operate in an industry that is still sitting at ground zero. Right. Really being the anti-aging space and medical health and wellness Uh, People are always looking for ways to live healthier lifestyles, right? And we're in the middle of a pandemic right now, 
right? Uh, what we do uh, with our customers has never been more relevant uh, than it is right now. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people out there that are looking for industries that aren't incredibly crowded, are looking to get in with a brand that is still sitting at ground zero and an industry uh, that is still sitting at ground zero. And that is what we represent for so many different investors. Uh, I think that's part of the reason um, that we have attracted the quality of candidate and the quality of franchise partner that we have. Uh, and I'll be honest, it's been really nice. Um, I get to work uh, and speak with some really talented, uh, really entrepreneurial, uh, really successful people uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think you're not going to do it, so I will, but you have to give yourself some credit. Being on this call with you, you are so enthusiastic, energetic, <laughs> you represent the brand so well. And I think, I mean, it really is a testimony to what it is because hearing you talk about it, you know it's great. And you've been in franchising for quite a while. You've yeah. seen things come and go. And so going back and getting into those beginning times for you, what is your personal compelling reason to be involved in franchising? That's, that's a great question. Uh, so I guess first thing I'd like to say is I also feel like I'm a byproduct of the brand. Um, people don't know this. I'm actually 82 years old, uh, but uh, because <laughs> I take advantage of all these products and services, I, I still look like I'm 16. Um, so I, I will say that. Um, I, I think, you know, really my attraction to, to franchising kind of dates back to what I did before I entered the industry, right? Um, you know, helping manage wealth. Um, that was a way to help people build wealth, but it was more so secondary, right? It was a little bit more passive in nature. Um, you know, that wealth was coming from people's primary sources of income. Uh, but I think when I look to the people that I was helping, and I think that's all really anybody wants to do at the end of the day is, is to help others in one way, shape or form. Um, when I looked at franchising and really started to get um, exposure uh, to everything that you had access to within franchising, I really liked the fact that we could change people's lives dramatically and we could change the, the, the entire trajectory uh, of somebody's family. Um, and you didn't have to reinvent the wheel to do so. Um, I could really get behind that. Um, and then from a, a transparency perspective, right? When you're in wealth management, uh, all you do all day long is look at prospectuses, right? Um, you know, different investment vehicles for people. Uh, and I found that same level of transparency in franchising, right? Those that do it best, they're the ones that are the most transparent. Uh, and I tell everybody uh, that takes a look at, at Forever Young, you know, our, our introductory calls are a little bit longer uh, than what you might get with some other brands because the business is a little bit more complex. Um, there is a medical nature to some of the things that we do. So we provide a little bit more education. But I tell everybody, um, you're not going to find a brand out there in franchising that is more transparent than we are. Uh, and we actually invite our candidates to do as much due diligence as they can, not just on us, but also our competitors, because I think the more you look into who we are, the more you look into uh, the space, the more you'll start to recognize uh, that I am fortunate to be a part of an industry leader uh, in the guise of Forever Young. I think that's great. And, you know, when we work with clients and they come back from a discovery day, they talk about how much they love the team and meeting you in person and all of those things. So it's an incredible brand. You know, you've had a lot of success, Storm. You've worked with some really talented people. You've, like yourselves. You've, 
Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you you know, you've built a good foundation and relationship group around you. So I have to imagine that you've gotten some good advice throughout your career. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received that you'd be willing to share today? So you're probably going to laugh at this. Um, and if the gentleman ends up listening to the podcast, he will know uh, who he is. But best advice I ever got was take care of yourself first. Um, you know, what we do in this industry, it is a grind, right? And, and you guys have been out on the circuits. You've done the conferences. You've been on planes. You've been in hotel rooms. We had to do it through the pandemic. We didn't have a choice. Um, but the best advice I ever got was take care of yourself, right? And funny enough, I mean, I, I now work for a health and wellness brand and, and I believed in that, but it was something I didn't truly understand the meaning of. Uh, until I got into the industry uh, and I realized how much of a grind it could be. Uh, that was probably the best advice. I, I had received all kinds of advice about talking to partners and, and doing this and doing that. I, I think the best advice I ever got was take care of yourself first and, and remember to take care of yourself because if you're not doing that, nothing else matters. That is Fantastic advice. And when you are in the grind on a blocked calendar, going back to back, talking to people, it can be incredibly hard to remember to do something for yourself, wake up early, work out, meditate, do whatever it is, Shh, go on a shopping spree, whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> you know, retail therapy never hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I just looked past out my office door to make sure my husband wasn't wandering through <laughs> to hear me say that. <laughs> but I definitely appreciate that advice and just appreciate you sharing all those things with us today. And, and you know, we've talked about this before, but just hearing it again, it reignited for me how excited I am about this brand and really appreciate you joining us today to talk about it. Thank you so much, Storm. Uh I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are some of my oldest friends in franchising. So uh, it's always great to see you guys and uh, appreciate uh, the spot here on your podcast. Thank you so much, Storm. Have a great day. You too. And if you guys loved what you heard and you want to be forever young, please make sure to email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Do not forget to follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean. If you are so inclined, we would love to have a five-star review from you. You can find us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or visit our website at FranPathConsulting.com to take our free business assessment to find out, is franchise ownership really for you? Have a good week.